Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Breast Cancer Conversations. As always, I am so glad you're here. And we are trying something a little bit new in addition to our full-length episodes on Breast Cancer Conversations. I thought we would just pull out some content that answers a very specific question. So keeping it short, sweet, direct, and answering those things that just happen to bubble up. Welcome to this week's Q&A. We've been talking a lot about genetic testing in the adult setting. Abigail, I would love to turn things over to you because you tested positive for the ATM gene and you have two young boys. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with genetics and having children? When I was diagnosed, we tested my my husband. He's not um, positive for the ATM germline mutation, but um, we at that point discussed that we would really like to test our children who at that point were two and four, but it was, um, we're told by the uh, genetic counselor that it was not ethical to test a minor for an adult onset uh, disease. As parents, we always want to know as much as possible um, yeah, about what our children it, might face. It's mm-hmm. definitely, we don't test children for conditions that it changes management when they're adults. They have to decide if they would like to undergo um, there are some conditions that we test that we test children, definitely. And, 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 and Abigail, it will be a recommendation for you if you carry, because you carry the mutation, if your husband has carried the same, an ATM mutation, then there is this condition called ataxia telangiectasia that, uh, mm-hmm. it, it can affect children, but it may be milder that can be missed. Uh, ataxia telangiectasia is a venous malformation and the, atele- uh, the ataxia is problem walking. The majority of patients would end up in wheelchair. Uh, then, uh, this is for, for the, then if both carry the mutation, there was a reason to. But yes, yeah, so there is right. no rationale and we want body autonomy. We want the individual to make the own decision and we will tell you when is the right time to do the genetic testing. We say this is this is the ideal time. This is when eight, everybody at 18, but 18 may not be still ideal, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So you will say this is the, the age that is, is, is better because it's when the management changes. Uh, when we talk about men, uh, for example, in, in a man with an ATM mutation, um, there is uh, there is no data that is associated with male uh, breast cancer, but uh, is is important for even though the testing. So ATM is associated with uh, breast cancer and pancreatic cancer, but the screening for pancreatic cancer is only if there is family history. Uh, if there is no family history, men can even decide not to be tested, but they should do it for family. Planning. So family planning is key when we talk about genetics. Uh, family planning is knowing what is the risk and, and make your decisions. Um, for some reason, people believe that genetics is equals abortion is not right. Uh, this is, again, patient's decision. And what we say is you need to know 
not only uh, to know what is the reason, you make the decision first if you want to have children, if you want to adopt, if you want to use a sperm or egg donor, if you uh, want to do pre-implantation genetic diagnosis, and that is uh, when uh, and 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 when you do pre-implantation genetic diagnosis, you need to look what you're you need to know what you're looking for. You cannot test for everything. Um, so if somebody, for example, um, I'm gonna use a bad Maddie. Uh, Maddie, when it's okay, Maddie. If I use you as an example, okay. Uh, if when Maddie decides to have children, you don't have children, right? No children. No. 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 Okay. No. When Maddie, <laughs> Maddie decides to have children, uh, there's some two things that she has to take into consideration. One that the, she can she has a fifty percent chance of passing down the mutation, and second consideration is that that there is a condition called Fanconi anemia that is not just hemoglobin, low hemoglobin anemia. It's an anemia that is increased, lower the, the, the old products are affected. It can be associated with this, this morphic, like bone deformities. And, and it can be associated with leukemia. There is, it's a, a serious condition. So she needs to, this, the, the, the decision to test the partner and also to decide if I want to know. I want to know this in advance if my child will be affected. So you can do. You can do two things. You can leave it to nature, do an amniocentesis, and know what is going on, or you can do what is called pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. And what is that? Is is in vitro. It has to do with in vitro fertilization, but it's an extra step in that that uh, the embryo is tested. When the embryo is enough cells, they will remove one cell and they will test for the mutation or mutations, and they they will transfer the embryos without the mutation. So this is embryo selection, and this is not for everybody. I mentioned all the other options, uh, and but this is not for everybody. Obviously, if we're talking about Fanconi anemia, that now is is a a, a reason. When we're talking about uh, having fifty percent of having a child who could be affected, we know this is affect us when they're adults. We also know that carrying a mutation doesn't mean that cancer will happen. Um, so this is this is very personal decisions. The other day I was talking with a, a doctor, I was uh, giving a class at FIU, and a physician came and said, you know that the most common reason for pre-implantation genetic diagnosis is, is Mutations that predispose to cancer uh, in in that in the in his practice and is is available. Again, this is not for everybody, and also is not nobody said that this is going to be easy because uh, I imagine people like Abigail is not fertility has their own set of of issues uh, that should be discussed, but it's available. Thank you for that. So helpful. And we keep going back to this idea that our genetics are unique to us. We are all different. We all have different family history. And we also have very different tolerances for what we want or do not want to know. And that is completely okay. It's been said multiple times that having a genetic predisposition or having, uh, like Trish was talking, an allele that's just missing you know, having these adjustments or changes to our DNA does not automatically mean anything. 
it it just means that our risk for something, uh, whatever it is, has has changed. Exactly. And having that information is just so important. Thank you all again for answering our burning questions around genetics. And we'll continue the conversation next week with another hot topic. Thank you all again. And thank you all for listening and tuning in week after week here on Breast Cancer Conversations. Please be mindful that all of our content and information is for educational purposes only and is never a substitute for medical advice. If you want to hang out again, please check out survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events where you can RSVP to our Thursday Night Thrivers weekly meetup, our Movement Monday classes, workshops, seminars, and so much more. We can also continue the dialogue online via social media. Our Instagram handle is survivingbreastcancer.org, all one word, and you can follow us on Twitter at SBC underscore ORG. Until next time, keep on thriving.